come on, I wonder if you would let whatever is stirring on the inside of you not just come to you, but come through you right now. Come on, the authority is in you, let it out right now. The power is in you, let it out right now. The love of Almighty God is within you, just let it out for just a moment in this house. I feel that perfect love that is in this house. And I think we all understand that that perfect love casts out fear. Does not ask it to go. It does not politely tell it to go. But it casts it out. That is the very nature. That is the very nature of love. It comes with a force to be reckoned with. And I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost accompanying that love tonight. Can anybody feel a witness in the Holy Ghost that God is going to speak to us? That God is going to minister to us tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a joy it is to be in this house on a Friday night. I cannot tell you the honor that I feel to step behind this podium and to have the opportunity to minister to you wonderful young men and women and adults. I was in Lebanon for New Year's, followed that by going to France and ministering. But I cannot tell you the countdown that was in my mind and on my phone for the moment that I would make it to the land of Chick-fil-A. So I'm really glad to be in the land of Chick-fil-A, but I'm also glad to be in the land of Chick-fil-A with the people of God on a Friday night. I give honor to the leadership of this assembly. Thank you for hosting this conference. So much work and sacrifice I know has been made by the French family along with the entire team that is hosting us. I think they deserve a hand clap of appreciation tonight. I honor your national leadership, your national youth leadership that is here tonight. There's several faces that I recognize in the crowd and I know several pastors and leaders and I'm just, I'm honored that we get to come into the same room and to feel the same presence of God. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, leave here changed. Is that your prayer? Because that was my prayer this morning on the plane. God, I don't want to impress. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not there to wow. But there's got to be a transformation in the spirit. There has got to be a supernatural working of the Holy Ghost. We've we got to have a touch from the glory world or, or this is just another meeting. This is, this is just another rally. But you know what? I didn't feel in my spirit that it was going to be just another rally or another conference. But something was going to happen in the spirit realm. Come on, I speak that in the name of Jesus. You didn't get dressed for nothing. You didn't get in the car for nothing. You, you didn't take away time on a Friday night for nothing. But we came for God to do what only God can do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I saved my three-hour message for Sunday. Don't tell the rest of the church family. But I want to go into the word of the Lord if you'll let me. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Again, thank you to brother and sister 
Ryan and Rachel for the invitation and all those that were responsible for my coming and to the music team for leading us into the presence of the Lord. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, a very familiar story to most of us. We've heard it in Sunday school. We've heard it preached by our pastor. We've read it and we, we, we know its context. And so I, 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 I run the risk of, of losing a few people tonight by going to this story. But I feel a word from the Lord. I want us to read just one simple passage. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 23. And the Bible declares, and as he talked with them, speaking of David and his brethren, behold, there came up a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. Notice with me. Read with me. And David heard. Would you, would you, would you say that with me? And David heard. I want somebody just to lift up their voice just a little bit. And, and, and I'm not going to ask you to scream it with me, but you surely can if you want to. And David heard. I'm not come here with a masterpiece message, but I do feel a word from the Lord. And if I were to title what I feel in my heart, it was simply this. It would be simply this. Atlanta has heard you. Atlanta has heard you. I believe before the night is over, there is going to be a very clear signal sent to the adversaries and the forces that be. And that simple message is this. Atlanta has heard you. And now you are about to hear us. One more time, would you... Would you lift up your hands and would you lift up your voice? I don't want you just to hear the preacher pray. But would you let my prayer join with your prayer? And your prayer join... Come on, I feel something already happening in the building right now. God, by the power of your word and the authority of your name. I come against anything human or hellish that would oppose what you are about to accomplish in the Holy Ghost on this Friday night. Let the best gifts be in operation. Let every Holy Ghost filled man and woman of God be loosed in the spirit to be and to do everything that you have called them to be and to do. We want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done in Atlanta as it is in heaven. We speak this even now. We want your kingdom to come and we want your will to be done in Atlanta as it is in heaven. So if it is loosed in heaven, let it be loosed in Atlanta tonight. If it is bound in heaven, let it be bound in Atlanta tonight. In the name of Jesus. Would you shout that name across this house right now? Come on, would you shout it again? One final third time. Jesus. Now clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, if you believe he heard you tonight, I want you to clap your hands. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. 
He descended into the valley like lightning. He was giant in size. He was beastly in appearance. He was Goliath by name. Ferocious and furious, he continued to come closer to the people of God. Every blade of grass in his path surrendering to his pounding feet as he made his way closer and closer and closer. All of a sudden, shudders would go throughout the camp as everybody began to eye this beastly man that was making his appearance. And as we know and understand the story, he would not just come to stand still, but he would come to issue a challenge to the people of God. Send forth a man. And can I tell you tonight that even as he was issuing his challenge, God was not preparing a boy, but God was preparing a man. For hell had asked for a man, and heaven was about to send a man. I don't know what your parents call you. I don't know what your teacher calls you. But I believe when heaven looks down at this assembly, he doesn't just see a few boys and girls scattered throughout the audience, but he sees an army of men and women that are not waiting until they're 30, not waiting until they're 40, not waiting until they're married, not waiting until they have a toddler to do something for him. Forgive me if I get a little passionate. I don't know any other way to do it. I just believe if you're young enough to be attacked, you're young enough to be anointed. Don't tell me that hell's going to come after you before heaven comes after you. God, help me tonight. Our world has teenage sports stars, teenage celebrities, teenage movie stars. Why do we frown on a teenage prayer warrior, a teenage Bible study student, a teenage singer, a teen... Come on, I've come to tell you uh, that God uh, is looking for you to look past your age uh, and your qualifications uh, or lack thereof uh, and do something for Him. Come on, I mean no disrespect, uh, but can we stop praying, God, use me? And can we start praying, God, use me now? Because I have felt every demon in the very atmosphere ready to run and flee when a young person begins to whisper, God, use me. Oh, we're good. They want God to use them. And they believe they're going to wait for it. They believe it's future tense. But you let a dangerous little three-letter word come out of your lips called right now. God, use me now. And I promise you, every force of darkness begins to step back. Every demonic force begins to be on high alert because there's a young person that says, I may be a little awkward. I may have acne. I may not be popular. I may not have all the talents. But God wants to use me. And he wants to do it right now. Have your hands one more time unto the Lord. 
And for 40 days, hear me, 40 days, Goliath asked for a man and no man is given. For 40 days, he wins the battle with just his mouth. No sword drawn, no spear thrown, no bloodshed. But every day, morning and evening, with his lips, he's lying. With his tongue, he's twisting. And with his mouth, he's manipulating. Morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening. I, I don't, I would just take a quick poll. Does anybody like to be lied to? I don't. My mother told me growing up that medicine tasted like cherry. Mama lied to me. And to this day, we still have trust issues. I don't like to be lied to. But if a lie is a really good lie, you won't know it's a lie. And for 40 days, morning and evening, I, I, I counted that. I, I'm no math major, but I think 40 days, morning and evening comes to a total of 80 times. 80 lies out of the mouth of the adversary. And for 40 days, everybody's trembling. And everybody's stepping back. And everybody's sitting down. And everybody's shutting up. But the eyes of heaven are not upon everybody else. But the eyes of heaven. Did you know the Bible says that the devil, what, what does he do? He, he walks about to and fro throughout the earth. But you know what else is going and running throughout the earth to and fro? The eyes of the Lord. So don't tell me that hell got to you before heaven saw you. Because there's only one devil and he's scurrying around and I don't know who he's messing with. But it's probably not you and it's probably not me. But before he could ever get to you, the eyes of the Lord Come on, I'm not come to preach something deep. I've just got to get into somebody's spirit. Somebody's looking at you. Stop saying there's a devil under every rock. You're being followed. And it's the goodness and the mercy of God. You're being watched. But it's not always a demon. Heaven is paying attention. Come on, in your classroom, he's watching you. In your dorm room at midnight, he's watching you. As you're on a break at Starbucks before you go back to your new shift, he's, he's watching you. God help me. Because David was out in the pasture. And there's something different about David. He's the same as everybody else. But he's anointed. He, he, he's just another one of the dudes. But he's anointed. And there's something different about David. Because the prophet passed by all of the physical men for the physical baby. Because man tells you how old you are and how much you weigh in the delivery room and in the doctor's room. But God tells you who you are in the prayer room. And stature with man is not the same as status with God. Because God said, I know I'm passing up physical men for a physical baby. But Sammy, you hear me. I'm really passing. 
the spiritual babies for the spiritual man because I don't look on the outward appearance can I say it one more time he said you hear me prophet I'm passing the spiritual babies for the spiritual man but I've got him hidden you see everybody else is looking at the appearance of something else and someone else and everybody's looking at him and her and they're oohing and they're awing. but God does not go by what is God does not go by what appears to be he goes by what is appointed to be if he would have went by what he saw and felt, he would have never created earth. But God does not go by what he sees or feels. He simply goes by what is. And so David thinks that he's on a, a mission for his earthly father to bring Gatorade and Cheez-Its to the bros. But in reality, he's on a heavenly mission. Because you don't work there by accident. You don't live there by accident. You don't go to church there by accident. You weren't born into that family by accident. So heaven's watching. And he's getting closer. And he's getting closer. And now he's taking a nap with the donkey. And all of heaven is waiting with abated breath. Come on, David. He's up now. He's on his keto diet, and so now he's got to pause every now and then. But he's up now, and he's making his way closer and closer, and all of heaven is watching. All of heaven is waiting for the moment that he is about to step onto the battlefield. Let's freeze right now. Let's pause. Do we really know what David is, is about to walk into? David is walking into an unfair fight, and he is walking into an unfair battlefield. Just as every young man and young woman has found themselves in. And you have looked at your surroundings and you have looked at your parents and you have looked at your atheist teacher and, and you, you've looked at the, the context of your life and you said, God, it's not fair. And when you, oh, I need to use somebody right now. I need somebody that won't get offended. Somebody that won't get mad at me. You are a hard crowd to judge. Hmm. Talmadge, can I use you, buddy? Can I use you? If this goes bad, I'll give you a Chick-fil-A gift card afterwards, okay? All right. All right. Is it really okay if I use you? Are you, you, you shake on it. Okay, y'all saw that. You're looking at your context and you're looking at your surrounding and you're saying, this is not fair. I've got a target on my back and it's not fair. You don't see the attacks that I experience. You don't see the things that come against me. You don't see that I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And you said, preacher, you pastor, but you don't understand the target that is on my back. You see, I know where you're going. I know what you're doing. You're going to tell me God's favor is upon me. You're going to tell me that God is with me and God is... But if I was to be real honest, you just seem to be ignoring the target that's on my back. I do not ignore reality. And I very well see the target that is on some of your, if not every one of your back. But I also see something else in the spirit. The Bible says that David looked up into the heavens. 
and in a prayer room experience in the nighttime, he said, as I survey and as I behold and as I look at everything seen and unseen, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, everything above me, it's just the work of his fingers. And if all of that is what his fingers can do, what is his hand going to do when placed on? I'm not here to tell you that you don't have a target on your back. But I am, I am here to declare that the hand of Almighty God that is upon your head is greater, is greater, is greater than the target on your back. Come on, the anointing is greater than the bitterness. The anointing is greater than the temptation. The anointing is greater. It's greater. Come on, I wish somebody would be convinced. I know she did this. I know they did that. I know my parents are this way. But there's something on my head. There's something resting upon me. I can't get away from it. Somebody just clap your hands into the Lord for just a moment. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost permeating this room right now. Come on, I feel something pulsating in this room right now. Uh, hear me. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. I, I pray I'm not the only one feeling this. But he was walking into a battlefield already losing. But the eyes of the creator and chief of the universe had been following him all the way from daddy's house to where his brothers were. And as he got there, it was as if heaven was saying, here it comes. Here it comes. What? What? There it is. And David heard Goliath. Because God wanted to give a clear signal to every single young man and young woman at Reset 2019. You can hear what everybody else is hearing. But you cannot do what everybody else is doing. I hear the same voices of suicide. I hear the same voices of atheism. I hear the same voices of antichrist. I hear the same voices of lust. I hear the same voices of this in time hour. But there's something on my head. I can't explain it. I can't do away with it. But I'm hearing what everybody else hears. But I just can't do what everybody else is doing. And David begins to look around. Can, can I have just a few more minutes? I beg you. He looks around and he's, he said, I know what to do. When you hear hell, you go find one of your bros. You go find one of your sisters. Hey, have y'all... That must be a new spirit that's come against my family. There must be a new attack. Nah, he's been here a while. 
he'll stay here a while. And David's looking around. And everybody else is sitting down. Everybody else is stepping back. Everybody else is shutting up. But whether you realize it or not, you can't be a giant slayer and a naysayer at the same time. Can I be real plain? It is very possible to be on. It is very possible to be on God's side with your feet and be on the devil's side with your mouth. Oh, that sounds like drama. That, that sounds just like something you'd say in a rally to get people hyped up. The moment you look at your brother and say, you'll always deal with that. The moment you look at your sister and say, I just don't know if you can break through. The moment you begin to talk behind your pastor's back and say, when are we ever really going to have revival? I, I don't know if we're ever going to have it. You may be in this sanctuary with your feet, but you sound like Goliath. You're talking his same talk. You're speaking his same words. And David said, I'm not about to be on his side with my feet, but I'm going to open my mouth and say, is there not a cause? Come to the piano. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's looking around and he's realizing he's the only one. Nobody else is doing anything. And now he proceeds to do what only you would do if you were downright cray-cray. He begins to run to what everybody else is running from. There are men and women in this room that are getting ready to leave with such Holy Ghost authority and boldness. You're going to do something that the carnal people think is stupid. But if the carnal people think it's stupid, you're probably on the right track. See, I'm talking to someone that has the hand of God on their life. I'm talking to somebody that has anointing on their life, purpose and destiny on your life. You can be seated for just a moment. Uh, I, I know what it is to be, to be a teenager and, and to feel the awesome weight of God's. I think, I think that's God's hand on me. I, I think God wants to do something in my life. And you finally muster up enough courage to tell somebody, hey man, you won't believe this, but I think God wants to use me. And if you're like me, you've had them look at you and say, you okay? <laughs> you sick, bro? You feeling all right? You must have got a fever. Now tell me that again. I think God wants to use me. Get his mama. Check his temp. This boy is sick. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I got a little mad and I got a little upset at the response that I was getting from some of my friends. And they asked me, you okay? You, 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 there must be something wrong with you. You're, you're sick, bro. And you know what I started saying? You're exactly right. I'm sick. I'm sick of being normal. I'm sick of being average. I'm sick of being complacent. I'm sick of being on the... I'm sick of being with the in crowd. But God doesn't know who my name is. 
He doesn't know if he can use me. He doesn't know if he can trust me. He doesn't know if he can count on me to witness, to worship, and to war in the spirit. Hear me. All of a sudden, he begins to make his way to the giant. He begins to run to what everybody else was running from. And you know what he was saying in the spirit? He was saying, I, 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 I didn't hear you the first time. But you're about to hear me for the last time. Can I share just a simple but spiritual principle that I learned as a teenager? And that I'm still learning even up until this weekend. Giants do a lot of talking right before they die. Am I right, Pastor? Or, or do, do, do I got my observation wrong? It just seems like that right before spiritual victory comes. They talk faster. And they talk louder. But David heard him. Turn to your neighbor and tell them David heard them. I want you to stand to your feet and tell your other neighbor, but David heard him. And there's something that you may or may not realize. You're David. You're Esther. You're Daniel. You're Ruth. Some of you don't believe me. Put your hand over your heart. Do you have a pulse? then we have a purpose. If you are living and breathing, there was destiny put upon you in your mother's womb before you ever even had DNA, before they ever laid eyes on you and said we ought to name him Patrick. And when God got a hold of you, and when God filled you with his spirit, you know what the Bible declares? Greater is he that is in you. How do you measure greater? How do you measure greater? How do you measure it? You've got to get something to contrast it with. You've got to get something to compare it with. And I hear the word of the Lord screaming in my head. I sent them a great giant to reveal a greater anointing. I sent them a great calamity to show them there's a greater cause. I sent them. Because we've heard the adversary. We've heard the voices. We've heard the temptation. I think it's time tonight that the adversary hears us. Because greater is he. Notice he's not the same size as your temptation. He's not the same size as cancer. He's not the same si size as generational curses. The Bible says greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is an internal force that has authority and dominion over any external force, whether it be human or hellish. 
Miss David, hear me, hear me, hear me. The giant in front of you had the date of birth and he had the date of death. But there's a giant on the inside of you that has no beginning and he has no ending. The giant in front of you can be measured by cubits, but the giant on the inside of you feels all time and space. He is the Ancient of Days. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He came before your giant and he will be after. But this is what I felt the Holy Ghost speak to me in my, in my, in, in my, in my, uh, in my hotel room. This is the prophetic word of the Lord that I feel him place upon my spirit and speak to me as I was getting ready for service. He said, tell a young person, tell a young man, a young woman, and not, not even everybody has to get it. But even if just somebody gets it, tell my people, tell a son of mine, tell a daughter of mine, just because the giant hasn't stopped roaring doesn't mean the river hasn't started flowing. Because I find it real odd that there's a giant screaming. And David said, hold up, hold, hold up, pause. I hear the sound of a stream. I don't quite know where it's at, but i got to find it. I know everybody else is hearing him, but I hear the trickling of a river. I hear the sound of a flow. And, and if I stayed awake, if I, if I stayed awake long enough in science class, water doesn't go higher, water goes lower. And I don't say this lightly, but I felt the Holy Ghost tell me the river was flowing before the giant ever got there. And I felt the Holy Ghost tell me to tell somebody. I didn't just send them into the valley. I brought them into the valley. Because if I pushed you in it, that means I'm behind you. But if I brought you in it, that means I was already waiting on you. And this is what's about to happen in the Holy Ghost. David began to play hide and seek with one, two, three, four, five smooth stones. You know where I'm going. He began to place them in his bag. And what he brought out of the flow is what brought the giant down. And there's going to be a young person in just a moment. You're going to feel the atmosphere begin to change. And you're going to have an opportunity to come to the river for yourself. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Right before you reach in to the river, you know what happens? 
you see a reflection of yourself. Anybody been standing over a puddle and you look down and you saw your face? If you're like me, it scared you. You look into a pond, you look into a swimming pool, you look into a, a lake and you see a little reflection. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. When you begin to come to an altar, you begin to see the reflection of you. You begin to see your past. You begin to see your inadequacies. You begin to see your failures. You begin to see your sin and your shortcomings. And so many young men and women stand at the river and they stare at what they are and what they used to be. And the giant never comes down. But if you will reach into the river, your image isn't there anymore. If you begin to reach into the river, it's not about you anymore. If you begin to reach into the river, all of a sudden you begin to pull something out. And what you pull out is what's going to bring the giant down. There was a young man by the name of Matthew. He came to a service just like this. And we gave the invitation for who would like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. Matthew didn't raise his hand. His youth pastor looked at him and said, Matt, hey man, I, I know you want the Holy Ghost. He said, but I, I didn't see you raise your hand. He said, man, I, I, I got I to update you. He said, I was in my room last night. I don't know, all of a sudden something began to come in my room. I didn't know quite what it was. I couldn't understand it. But I began to fall to my knees. And I just began to lift my hands. <laughs> what I've been waiting all day to tell you is the reason that I didn't raise my hand. It's because Brother Landon asked for those that were going to receive the Holy Ghost for the first time. He said, I'm not getting it for the first time tonight. I'm getting it for the second time. Because God filled me in my room by my bed by my Apple laptop with the gift of the Holy Ghost and I've come to tell you that same river that is flowing in this house can flow into a dorm room it can flow into a Starbucks it can flow into a Mini Cooper it can flow to wherever you are whoever you are this is what I want us to do right now. I want everybody. I want everybody to begin to step out from where you are. And I want you to begin to find your way into an aisle. And I want those feet to take you into this altar. Would you do that right now? We're about to pray very specifically. And God's going to do a very quick work. But I want you to come in as close as you can. I want everybody to come in as close as you can. Nobody left out. Nobody abandoned. Nobody embarrassed. Nobody to themselves. I want everybody to come. I want everybody to come. Come on, that's it. If you're in the front, I want you to just step up just a little closer. There's people behind you. There's people behind you. I want everybody to get in as close as you can. If you're in this house tonight and you have the gift of the Holy Ghost as a testimony to everybody around you, would you just raise your hand right now? If you have the Holy Ghost, you've been filled with the awesome power of God. You've spoken in tongues, and you are a witness of what I'm talking about. I want you just to keep that hand up for just a moment. If you got your hand up, that doesn't mean you got the Holy Ghost. 
that means you still got the Holy Ghost. I don't know what that means to you, but I want to declare over somebody to the spirit world, you came through 2018 and you still have the Holy Ghost. You still have His mercy. You still have His authority. You still have His grace. You still have His favor. You still have His hand. Everyone's hands down. If you're here tonight and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost yet, you've never spoken in tongues yet, maybe you don't understand everything, that's okay. You, you don't have to quite tonight. But you know what you feel around you. And can I tell you, if you like what you feel around you, you wait until what is around you gets on the inside of you. You know what the Bible says? It's joy unspeakable. Now, how do you tell somebody, Brother Nathan, about something that's unspeakable? How do you describe something that's indescribable? You just got to experience it for yourself. You just got to partake of it for yourself. So if you're here tonight, I don't want anyone to check out on me. But if you're here tonight, you've never spoken in tongues, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost yet, but you want to before this night is over, I want you just to do something bold and courageous. I want you to raise your hand at me. Would you do that? There may be one, two, three, four, five more less. I see a hand. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. Okay, I see a hand. Tell me what your name is, girl. Tell me what your name is. Sarah, I believe God's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost tonight, Sarah. And I'm not the only one that believes that. If you're here tonight, I just can I just flow in the Holy Ghost for just a moment? If you're here tonight and you've ever had an opportunity to be used in one of the gifts of the Spirit and you missed that moment, would you raise your hand at me? You've had an opportunity to be used in one of the gifts of the Spirit, but you missed it. I'll be the first hand to be raised. I want you just to raise your hand. Would you do that? Now, how many of you know that God has been dealing with you about one of the gifts of the Spirit? How many of you know that God, you don't understand it all, but God wants you to begin to walk in one of the gifts of the Spirit. Would you begin to raise your hand? There's quite a few hands being raised. This is what I want to tell someone in the Holy Ghost. If you missed a moment, then that's what you did. You missed the moment. You didn't miss the gifting. And there is a pocket of authority that is getting ready to open upon our young men and our young ladies. And you are going to walk with apostolic authority and dominion. What does that mean? You know how we know that David had authority and dominion? It's because he didn't go back to his prayer room and say, God, there's a giant out there. But he went and he didn't talk to God about his giant. He began to talk to his giant on behalf of God. And in just a few moments, we are getting ready to lift up our hands. And we are getting ready to lift up our voices. And you have heard the voice and the lies and the tone of the adversary. But the adversary is about to hear us. And I, I, I know you don't quite know me well and I don't know all of you so well. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, when you walk into your sanctuary on Sunday 
there is going to be a shift in the Holy Ghost. And young men and young ladies are about to walk in the gifts of the Spirit like they have never walked before. What are you saying? I'm saying last time you woke up in the middle of the night and, and you didn't know quite what you were feeling and so you went back to bed. But this next week, you're going to roll over and you're going to say, God, I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to pray. And the spirit of intercession is going to hit you. And there's going to be a person affected. There's going to be a city affected because you decide to be used by God now talking about a young man that feels a word and you go to your youth pastor, you go to your pastor and you say, I, I don't quite understand it, but this is what I feel to go tell someone and they look at you and they give you the authority to go do so and you're going to walk up to them and just say, you know what, I just feel like God wanted me to tell you this, this and this and that person's going to look at you and say, I've been praying for that exact answer. I'm talking about a young man, a young lady going to school and somebody walks in diagnosed with cancer, leukemia, and says, unless something happens, I'm going to die an early death. And you're not going to look at them and say, I'm going to pray for you on Sunday and I'm going to put in a prayer request. You're going to take them by the hand and you're going to begin to softly speak in tongues in that hall. And cancer is going to flee. Sickness is going to go. Fear is not going to have the jurisdiction to stay any longer. All across this house, I want us to get ready. I want us to begin to lift up our hands. I want us to begin to lift up our head. I want us to begin to close our eyes. And I want us just to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Come on, I want some sisters to begin to join with Sister Sarah over here. Come on, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I, I, I don't feel to give you any instructions quite yet. I just feel the Holy Ghost wanting to flow over a young lady, wanting to flow over a young man right now. Come on, would you let something stir within you? Come on, David, you can't pray quietly. You can't pray softly. You can't pray timidly. But there's got to be a holy boldness that comes over you. There's got to be an authority that comes over you. Come on, I came to reset a little cold. I came to reset a little carnal. I came a little weary. Uh, but the holidays are over. It's 2019. Uh, and I'm not going to be the same young man. I'm not going to be the same young lady. Come on, would you add volume to your prayer right now? Would you add volume to your prayer right now? Come on, I feel something beginning to shift in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. Don't worry about anybody around you. Don't worry about the person beside you, in front of you, or behind you. Something's resting upon you. Something's resting upon you. Something's resting upon you. Something's resting upon you. Come on, that's your hands lifted. Voices raised right now.